All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. All right, welcome everyone back to the All The More podcast. We're glad to have you back this week. Uh, as we stated for the past two weeks, uh, this episode is a special episode. We are breaking away from our normal uh, Hebrews 11, Heroes of the Faith and uh, kind of series where we're looking at, at each of the uh, people therein. Um, and, and this week we're going to, to uh, uh, start doing a, uh, a look at a theological uh, apologetic or church history topic um, every at least every 10th episode. So the next one will be episode 20. But we may do it sooner. Uh, we have we we haven't uh, really determined that yet. But this week we're going to be looking at uh, salvation and how it is by grace through faith that someone comes to salvation. Um, so uh, uh, without further ado, let me welcome uh, my co-host and brother Aaron to the podcast. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Um, so uh, 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 you know, Aaron and I are, are pretty pretty excited about uh, this topic this week. Um, yeah, it's a a uh, uh, it should be a fairly simple topic, but some people overthink it a little bit. But uh, I want to pass it off to Aaron and, and, and let let him open us up with uh, Ephesians two eight to ten. Okay, well, before I read that, I just want everybody to perk your ears up to say some some lingo that I, I don't know exactly how far along everybody is in their uh, you know studying scripture and their faith and everything like that. And the word I just said, faith, is another lingo, and we're, so we're trying to really get to the bottom of what some of these words mean, such as uh, it's important to know what grace means is, is called to God's grace. And another thing that people get confused with is the the phrase God's mercy. You know, so what is the difference between grace and mercy? And it's also un- to um, important to know what faith is, which is faith is what we've been talking about through the whole podcast. You know, in Hebrews 11, these people were heroes of the faith, meaning they put their faith in God and they were righteous because of that. And that's why they remember in Hebrews. And uh, the other important word, this uh, really lingo type word that I just want to make everybody clear. You know, we talk when, when people, when we talk about the word saved, you know, specifically we're talking about the saving grace, meaning God has saved us and re- redeemed us from our sins through the blood of his son, Jesus. Christ. So, um, you know, and when we when we say we are saved, it means that we have uh, put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, that he is the only way to get to God. And also the uh, the fact that we have repented, even though it's, it can be at times, or most of the time, we have to repent every day. You know, what does repent mean? Repent means to do a 180 degree turn from your sins, and um, which sin is anything that's against the will of God. So, uh, you know, you have to believe and trust in Jesus, but we also have to turn and repent, which that's a big deal in some churches today they kind of uh preach on believing and trusting but they don't ever talk about repenting and turning so anyway we're gonna we're gonna read ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 and this is the basis for the whole grace through faith so this is how and which one is saved so here in the verses or chapter 2 verse 8 is for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing it is a gift of god uh going on to, to verse 9 here it says not a result of works so that no no one may boast 
so uh, anyway, that's so that the idea and Levi, you can chime in here and whenever you feel like it. But the uh, one thing from the very start we need to we need to point out to the fact is that you are say that the words or the phrase for you have been saved by grace. I don't want to say yeah for by grace you have been saved through faith. So that idea is that that's one complete thought. Um, you know some some idea some theologies or doctrines or whatever will separate you're saved by faith and you're also saved by grace. And uh, we're about to get in, into that in a minute. And I'll let Levi go ahead and chime in. Grace, uh, uh, you kind of kind of you go ahead and and give you know, a general definition here for you know uh, uh, the difference between grace and mercy. Uh, you know, since you kind of mentioned that a minute ago, um, you know mercy is not getting what you deserve. So, for instance, um, a child uh, you know disobeys his parents. He deserves to get a spanking. But the the parent decides uh, to show the child mercy and does not give the child what he has rightfully earned, which is a spanking. Um, so that that's mercy. Um, and and you know, God shows us mercy. Uh, you know, and, and shows you know, really everyone mercy. Um, you know, because you know one sin. You know, really, you know, uh, any any person, myself included, that has has ever sinned, the first sin, you know, we should have been, you know, gone. You know, should have been zapped dead because you know we we have have disobeyed God, but He you know uh, showed us mercy, and and then those of us who who choose um, to put our to place our faith uh, in Christ and to to trust in him uh, you know then you know God shows us grace which you know grace um, is uh, uh, the, the there's you know a, a cute little acronym uh, you know, it's God's riches at Christ's expense that you know a lot of people you know pass around but but you know, gr- you know grace is is, is really um, you know getting are uh, not uh, getting what we don't deserve. You know, for instance, you know, our, you know, in, in our case, you know, we sin, uh, and be in and you know, Romans three twenty three says that for the wages of sin is death, um, but the gift of God is a, uh, is a salvation or eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know that that whole idea is that we have, uh, you know, we sinned, therefore we've done we've done an act. We've our wage that we should earn is death, but. Um, you know what we don't deserve to get but do end up getting when we place our faith in Christ is forgiveness of our sins which you know results in uh you know uh, eternal life and salvation now you know, you know looking back to to Ephesians 2:8 uh you know uh, where it says you know for by grace you have been saved through faith and and th- then then there's you know uh, the the next sentence in the same verse says and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god the it there being the whole uh, the whole grace that is given to you um you know, you know, you know the, uh, the 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 whole grace you know because you know we, we we choose uh to accept christ or not um you know that is our our libertarian free will as christians or as humans in general we have we each have the opportunity and the, and the choice the option to choose um to choose faith you know, to choose Christ or not, we can choose Him or or, or reject Him, uh, and and when we choose Him, when we place our faith in Him, that is uh, that salvation, that grace that we um, that we receive from God, that is not of our own doing. Um, it, it's a gift. Yes, you, know, you know, God God has the the voucher, the the uh, the, the the ticket, uh, and all we, you know, all we have to do is reach out and take it from Him. You know, uh, that's you know another illustration that I've heard a lot of people use uh, before. But 
you know, if we go into verse nine, it says not a result of works. It's nothing again, nothing that we do, um, you know, so that no one may boast because some people, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so good. I've, I've given to this charity and to this charity. I went over and volunteered my time here and I've done all these good things. And as if that builds up the person and, and makes them more qualified uh, or more deserving of, of, of forgiveness or of heaven or, but, it, but I mean, you know, that's not how it works. You know, it, it is not, it's not based upon works. It's based upon faith, you know, accepting the sacrifice that Christ, you know, made on the cross, you know, when he died for our sins. Yeah. I'd like to point out here and going along with what you're talking about, you know, why no man cannot, why no man can boast. The other idea is that, uh, from another, you know, there's different views on how someone is saved. And some people say that, uh, you know, like he mentioned earlier about predestination or, uh, you know, which God is in 100% control. So don't get me wrong, but you have to understand that as which, why God created man was for the idea that he wanted to have fellowship and he he wanted praise and he wanted glory and he wanted us to seek him. And, uh, and so, I mean, so it's not so much so, so someone can boast saying that because we are dead in our trespasses, it says, we'll have to go back and, and touch on the, on the verse about that. Yeah, yeah. We're, dead, we're dead in our, in our trespasses. And, um, so the idea, some people say is that we, we can't seek God because there's nothing we can do for our own salvation. You know, and the idea, which, which is, which is true. There is nothing we can physically do. We cannot do any kind of works to save us. But, uh, the idea here is that faith, the, the idea of having faith, like you having faith in, in Jesus is not a work. And as explained here in Romans chapter three, verse 27, it says uh, that what becomes of, of our boasting, it is, exc- it is excluded by what kind of law? By the law of works? No, but by the, by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. But anyway, the idea there being, it says that that faith is apart from works of the law. So, that, so the idea there being, uh, some people will say the whole idea of total depravity, meaning that man is so sinful and uh, rebelling against God that there's no way he can seek after the things of God, which um, I think is contrary to the truth mm-hmm. because uh, God created us from the very beginning to seek him, like I mentioned earlier. And you can also look, you know, we've talked, we've been going through Genesis these last uh, couple of weeks. And you have to remember right there in, in the beginning at the fall, uh, the first sin that was that was committed is the fact that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of truth and knowledge. And so the reason why they run out of the Garden of Eden is because God saw that, you know, well, now they know the things that we know. And so we don't want them to eat uh, the, the tree of life. So he, so he run them out. So the idea that because after man's fall and all of a sudden they became dumber and they couldn't search, search for God is, is backwards because you can see the whole reason they were kicked out is because they now knew mm-hmm. and uh, they saw their nakedness, which could also be uh, seen as they saw they could see their own wickedness later because you see that they were naked. They realized they were naked when they sinned. And after that, God, uh, in order to cover their nakedness or God to cover their sins, like we talked before, he had to make a blood sacrifice to make clothes to cover those sins. So the idea to think the man, which man is totally depraved, he cannot get to heaven by his own works, but we have to understand that faith is not a work. Right. And we have to, we have to understand that, that the entire being of creation is pointing to God. 
God. I mean, you know, God has, I, I think that God made man able to think so that he could think about things of God. He could seek for God. And Jesus tells us all the time that, you know, those who seek me will find me. You know, he's just any man that comes to me uh, with faith, you know, certainly he will, I will not cast him away and certainly he'll be saved. And um, it's funny, if, I mean, God's desire is for every man, is for no man to, to be uh, cast away. I can't think of the word right a second, but you know, God's desire is for you to give him praise and glory and honor him. And so I think, think, think what, what you're thinking of is the passage in, in first Peter where it says, you know, uh, that God desires, you know, uh, that, that no man should perish. Um, right. Yeah, that's it. That's and, it. And, 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 you know, the, the, cause I mean, you know, you know, perishing, it means that we are, are, we are dying. We are, you know, uh, you know, uh, in anguish. Um, you, you know, God does not desire for us to be anguish, you know, in anguish, uh, you know, and, and pain and agony, you know, he, 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 you know, and, you know, to be separated from him, he, you know, God wants us to be with him. I mean, like you said a minute ago, that's the whole reason God created us was so that we would would uh, would you know, willingly choose to be with him and to have fellowship with him. Right. If we you know, keep on going down you know, uh, in Romans three here, it says you know, in, in in verse twenty you know, twenty nine to thirty one, you know, uh, or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since God is one. Um, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith? Do we then, and and this is verse thirty one, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means, you know. The, uh, uh, on the contrary, we uphold the law. You know that that by no means there, and uh, in, in the Greek is ume. You know that's. Uh, you know, I, I, I heard some some uh, uh, Greek scholars say that's the closest that uh, um, that Paul ever comes to, to cussing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the Greek, you know, because this, you know, uh, um, you know in, in English, when, when when we when we use a double negative like uh, there ain't no way, you know that that's a double negative. It's a really in English when we use a double negative, it 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 negates the 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 negative meaning. So if there ain't no way, that means that there is a way. Um, in Greek, however, uh, a double negative, you know, ooh and may are both um, are, are both no. They, they both mean no, essentially. In Greek, the double negative, it intensifies the the meaning of the no. So, uh, ooh is no in the indicative or in the reality. May is the no or the negation in the possibility. So, uh, Paul here, by saying by no means, or, you know, ooh may, he's saying by no but there's no way in in reality and there's no way in any possibility that 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 we are overthrowing the uh, the law by this faith he's saying on the contrary we uphold the law because of this faith or through this faith um but anyhow yeah uh, uh yeah i i, I thought, thought that was a, a a really interesting uh yeah. you know passage to point out there you know that, especially that verse 31 because at this point we're, we're thinking that you know, you know god is just the god of the jews well but you know now now the gentiles are coming now now he's just the god of the gentiles because he's cast away the jews but th- that's not the case you know god is god is one you know he's one god you know and he has one people you know, his and his his one people are those who are in Christ. Right. I mean, I mean, uh, of course, you know, the, the the Jews are still his original chosen people. However, for the time being, God has you know uh, chosen to to uh, accept all people through Christ. 
something else uh you know going back to when we're talking about how how is one be saved and it's important to understand why uh we we need saving to start with uh like we we're talking about it you know other we've talked earlier in the podcast about you know the original sin and, and the fall of man and uh everything like that but it's important to remember that why we still need to be saved now and why you can't be saved by works and um that's right here in, in romans chapter 3 verse 23 it says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god being justified freely underline the word freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom god set forth as a propitiation by his blood and god set forth to use jesus as a as an atonement by his blood through faith and there's the word faith again which means by the believing in jesus christ who died to be an atonement for your sins to demonstrate god's righteousness because his forbearance of god had passed over the sins that are previous that were previously com- committed and so you see that you know, by the whole, the whole idea of god sending his son to start with is the idea that he's showing his own righteousness and um so the some idea of some camps to say that you know god will send some you know predestine them to hell and God will predestine some to heaven is crazy because the whole reason God sent his son to start with is to show that his righteousness and his justice and his desire to save everyone, just like everybody has heard John three sixteen. you know, God so loved the world, meaning that everybody, uh, is, so it's important to, to, uh, to mention that. And, uh, you know, it says that Jesus died for every man. And, um, so, no, so and, the idea, and, and, you know, on the, you know, you know, on the John three sixteen you know, train, a thought, you know, with, uh, you know, for God so loved the world, uh, you know, that, that, the word there for world, you know, is cosmos. Yeah. You know, it can mean, you know, literally the whole cosmos, the entirety of the universe. It can mean the, the literal world, but you know, uh, m- most theologians, um, or at least most traditional or, or provisionist uh, theologians, uh, they, they they will uh, go or they will, they they will they will uh, translate that 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 phrase or that word cosmos as meaning you know mankind, which is another acceptable translation of the term, and especially in the context, you know, for God so loved the world, you know, so let's replace world with mankind. For for God so loved mankind that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever you know, would believe in Him. Would would not perish but have everlasting life i mean you know that that is a you know, a personal god is it not yeah yeah and I, I think that's the one of the biggest uh things you know, me and you throw around the term calvinism quite often but that's simply to to our listeners you know we're talking about the idea that in a belief called calvinism which was by i can't remember what century what was it 16th century theologian mm-hmm. yeah uh, you know, he was a he was a theologian who uh, decided uh, talking about you know the, to the doctrines and you know, talk. The key word for Calvinism is the doctrines of grace, meaning that you know God uh, first you have to be regenerated so that you can then know that you were lost, so then you can have faith in Jesus. When uh, clearly, I think the Bible teaches that you are you have faith in Jesus first, and um, then you are regenerated and made into a new person um, through Jesus Christ. So the idea that that God saves you first, and then you have faith, and then you have Jesus, and then you go to heaven, I think is is pretty backwards. But anyway, uh, well, the and, idea that and to, to 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 throw to throw out the 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 fancy. Um, word for, you know, for for what you're talking about is the uh, ordo salutis which is you know li- you know and is the latin for you know the order of salvation so yeah you know, yes. uh, uh, so yeah you know, uh, if any of you want to you know go uh, do do some some research on your own uh, especially you know, from from some scholarly sources uh, you know, you can you can uh, you know type in uh, you know, on uh, on, you know, on on the web, you know, you can look for ordo salutis, you know, uh, 
O-R-D-O-S-A-L-U-T-I-S. Oh, and I was, here's another big point that I was thinking about earlier. You know, the idea, one of the biggest ideas of the Calvinist reformed movement is the idea that in order for God to get the most glory out of man, he has to predetermine every man's move, you know, everything that a man does in order, you know, to save and bring about himself so he can get the glory. Right. Which to me is kind of backwards. And we can see that. And uh, in, in, in the story of Abraham that we've been talking about this last couple of weeks, uh, you see that, you know, Abraham was a righteous man. God said he was righteous because Abraham had faith and believed. But uh, you see how, uh, I can't remember what, what chapter it is, but let us tell the story anyway, uh, which we talked about before. You know, there was a famine where Abraham was. And so he, I guess he lost faith or, or diverged from the plan or whatever. Yeah, chapter call it. 12. Yeah, chapter 12. And he went up into Egypt and, uh, you know, the whole debacle we talked about before, you know, where his wife is, is uh, taken away or the Pharaoh marries his wife and, you know, all these other things happen. But in the meantime, Abraham becomes a very rich and wealthy man and everything. And then he comes back, you know, he gets banished and everything later because Pharaoh finds out his wife was actually Abraham's wife too. And so all this other stuff. So anyway, you can see how God can get more glory. Like it doesn't matter what you do. God is still bigger than the whole need for predetermination. Right. Like it doesn't matter which way you go. That to me, it may seem like he's even bigger, more powerful, more omnipresent and omniscient and all these other things, because it doesn't matter what you do. He's already, you know, infinity times steps ahead of what you're going to do. So the idea that God, you have to put him in a box, you know, the Calvinism folks uh, always point to like there's some kind of, you know, talking about the grace and the mightiness of God and everything. But to me, they're actually, you know, putting into a little box. And I think once you think you can fully understand God and every the way he does everything, then you've almost said that you're as smart as he is. And then which means that you're almost equal with God. And I just think, you know, as it says, you know, God's ways are heavens above our, our thoughts. And to, to uh, steal a, an example from uh, Dr. Leighton Flowers from the Soteriology 101 podcast, you know, he, he, you know, he, he, he uh, you know, uses the illustration a lot um, that, you know, the, the uh, Calvinists, you know, that they, they, they will, uh, you know, they basically say that, you know, God you know, has predetermined every single move. You know, uh, and so, so, so it's like a, 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 a master chess player that, you know, he, he, he already knows every single move that his opponent is going to make. So he can pr- perfectly counter every single move. Uh, and, 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 you know, and he knows their moves because he's, he already wrote them down and, and said, here you go, here, here are the moves I want you to make. And, that his opponent has no choice but to make those moves. Um, you know that that doesn't seem very masterful. You know, uh, you know, for a chess player. Now, you know, on the opposite end, you know, or the other side, for, you know, for the traditional or provisionist view, um, you know, the you know he, he uses the, exa- the sa- same chess example. However, uh, you know. God, you know, being the master chess player who, uh, you know, who does who does not deterministically uh, lay out all of the moves of his opponent, you know, he just he he's able to masterfully counter every single move without even having to make up the moves on his own, you know, and and yeah. and, and, and you know, you know that you know that that to me uh, and to anyone I think that would think through that process, uh, and I know that that's a, a really simplistic example, but um, but you know, a- anyone who who looks at that. You should automatically think, man, you know, that that guy, you know, in this case, God, who who can counter every single move, you know, with with ease without knowing where the person's or without you know, having to tell the person, hey, go move here so I can counter you. I mean, that, that that's a whole lot, a whole lot more powerful and a whole lot more mighty and glorious than 
than you know having a preset list. Hey, go go move here, and I and I and I'm going to counter you there. You know, that's just that makes no sense. Yeah, I think it's also also worth no, no, uh, noting that you know people try to uh, understand God in the in the sense of the present. You know, in the sense of in the finiteness of time. And um, I would think it's worth pointing out that that God transcends time. Yeah. You know, God, God, like, and that's what's so hard for people to grasp around this whole predestination and how, and they'll like to pull out, you know, he foreknew and he predestined, you know, for the foundations of the world. So God already, God is in the past, he's in the future, and he's in the present just as much as he is all the other ones. You know, just like the Bible says that to a day, a day to God is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day, you know. So time is of no, uh, doesn't mean anything. Right. And so, and so, and really, you know, if you think of, instead of, you know, your finiteness, you know, when you're born to when you die, you know, that's how you think of time. And, uh, you know, we think of our whole idea of days and years is simply, you know, the earth revolving around the sun. But to God, what is that? You know, this, this God's footstool is the universe, you know, it's like a little small nothingness. And so, um, anyway, I think it's point to, or important to say that. But another cool controversial thing about, you know, how in which you are saved, I think we both agree that, you know, God has showed grace to all of us and allowing us to still be here despite the sin in our life and despite, you know, especially for the unbeliever, uh, you know, he's allowed us to still be here. And um, oh yeah, the whole idea, you know, and uh, John 6 talks about, you know, uh, no one comes to the Father unless he's called by me. And that, or something generally that I'm, that's not, don't take that as a quote, but that's basically saying that in order for you to come to Jesus, God first has to call you, which um, I think that's, the Bible says it, so I believe it. But the whole idea is um, that people of other beliefs than what we're telling you right now, I think, what we're telling you right now, the synopsis is, Faith is not a work, so you understand of your sinful ways and your rebellion against God and through your faith that Jesus is the only way that can save you from yourself, that you put your faith in him and repent, and that's how you can get to God. I mean, that's a kind of a quick little way of what we're saying. Anyway, I think we ought to be called, but the, the thing is, and, and we'll both talk about this together in a second, is the whole idea that Jesus explains to us in Luke chapter 8, which is the parable of the sower and the seed. Well, uh, uh, but, but before we move on to the to the, the, the parable of the sower and the seed, or the, the parable of the sower, um, you know, you know, kind of, you know, you, you, you just mentioned something about, um, you know, uh, you know, God, you know, saving us from, from ourselves, you know, and, and, and you, uh, kind of you know, that, 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 you know, triggered a thought, you know, going back to the whole, to the, to the garden of Eden where, you know, Adam and Eve, uh, ate from the knowledge or ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, and then, you know, God, you know, subsequent, subsequently, you know, he, he, you know, threw them out of the garden essentially, or, or you know, or, you know, cast them out of the garden. Um, and, you know, you know, so they wouldn't, uh, so, you know, so they wouldn't eat of the tree of life and then you know, end up in a, in a, in a state where, you know, they were going to continue on, continue living in, in a, in a fallen state. You know, you know he, he was, you know, he was saving them from themselves because, you know, having a, a physical death, um, would end up bringing about, or, or rather having a physical death would, would be a better outcome because, you know, God was going to remedy that later down the road when Christ came, um, you know, what uh, would be better than, than, you know, being, being, uh, you know, essentially forced to live, you know, an eternity in a fallen state. And so, uh, you, you, as a, as a result of sin and, 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 you know, uh, you know, some, some scholars and you believe that the, that the, that the, the tree of, of life, you know, would, would, uh, you know, it may have had some proper to where 
it would replenish you, know, you kind of like the whole uh, uh everybody's you know, been really big into antioxidants and things and foods for years now but uh you know that you know some scholars believe that 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 tree may have had some antioxidant qualities or some 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 quality to it that 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 would uh you know uh, rejuvenate people and and and, you know, and and allow them to to continue living on indefinitely um but anyways you know, uh you know i was just you know i just you know, thought of that that you know, god you know essentially saved adam and eve from themselves you know and so that's why he threw them out of the garden was to save them from themselves. Yeah, I want to say one more thing about that before we do move on to because he just triggered another thought by me. But the uh, the idea of if assuming you're a Baptist or maybe you're in some other denomination, but you've probably heard the the uh, phrase you know once saved always saved kind of idea, meaning you know once you become saved, um, you know you're always saved. And uh, and something and and talking about the Calvin doct Calvin doctrine of the tulip. Uh, if any of you ever heard of that, there's five. The tulip is basically five major doctrinal statements of what what it means to be a reformed theologian or reformed theology person or a Calvinist, you know, whatever you want to call it. But uh, one of the main points is the uh, idea of the uh, perseverance of the saints, meaning that uh, they believe that if you're truly saved, you will continue to persevere and stay saved and, you know, be righteous and all these other things and blah, 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 and you'll continue to be saved. And I agree with that to a point, but I think something that's a better thing is not the perseverance of the saints, but I think it'd be better to call it the preservation of the saints. There we go. Because of the fact that if you could get unsaved, if it was left up to you whether you would stay saved or not, you would have already gotten unsaved. Preach! Because of your unsinful nature. And I just wanted to read something. This is one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. It's the doxology in Jude. It's, a, you know, basically, you know, Jude is singing a praise to God, is saying, Now to him who is able to keep me from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to our God and our Savior. Meaning God himself is the one who's keeping you from stumbling. Because man, despite being saved by the grace of God through the faith in Jesus Christ, if it was left up to you in our own sinful ways, we could get unsaved. We would unsave ourselves because we are unworthy. But right there it says that God God himself is who is able to keep you from stumbling so that he can present him to himself. He, God is presenting you to himself because and that's talking about his love because he wants you to come to him. And so um, anyway, the whole doctrinal statement of the Calvinist movement, perseverance of the saints, it should be God's preservation of the saints. Moving on over here to Luke chapter 8 real quick. Uh, I'm sure all of our listeners have heard of the parable of uh, Luke chapter 8, which is a sower of the seeds, which uh, is important to, to um, understand parables. When you're looking at parables, you have to first understand who God is in the parable, and then you have to understand who you are. And so that'll make things a lot more clear. And like I was talking before, the whole reason looking at this is because the idea that, that you know, in the Reformed or Calvinist viewpoint, God has to call you to himself, just like Jesus said, which which is also my viewpoint. I believe God has to call you. But from their viewpoint, God only calls certain people and it doesn't call other people, which I think is basically putting the blame on God of why people go to hell and be saved, which in turn would mean that God was unjust and unrighteous because if it was left up to God to, to, to call you individually as, as far as, you know, him only calling me and then not calling you for no, for no reason than just his sovereignty, which God is sovereign. But the idea here is that God calls everybody. We'll start, this is chapter, chapter eight in Luke. Uh, and I'll just, all right, it says, uh, 
this is verse five. It says, a sower went to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some of the seed fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up, and it choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. So that's all the whole parable, and you have to understand, like I say, when you're interpreting, which it does go on to Jesus interprets the parable for the disciples in uh, Luke 8, verses 11. And I'll just, in the sake of time, I'll just sum it up. Uh, the, the idea is that God is a sower. He has a seed, and the seed is God's word, meaning God has sowed God's, his own word to every man. He's called every man. And the idea here is that God is righteous because he's called every man, but man is unrighteous because he hasn't responded. And so you see where it said uh, he sowed and some fell by the wayside and it was trampled down. And uh, anyway, you know, the whole idea, the whole idea behind the whole thing is, you know, being, you know, God has called some people, but some people either had faith for a little while, but didn't have any roots, you know, no founding in scripture, no founding in God's word or, or things. And they quickly withered away or, you know, some found or some was uh, thrown in the in the thistles, which was choked out by you know, thistles are weeds so that the seed sprouted and then it was choked out by thistles, which is, you know, it could be sin or, or anything and the birds can come eat it, which are, which are, which is Satan and his demons. So the idea that God only calls a few, as some people say, the elect, I think is false. I think God calls, like we've seen throughout the rest of scripture, God calls, uh, every man and it's up to man man is responsible for either accepting god's call and having faith in jesus christ or rejecting it and suffering eternal damnation to hell right because i mean you know uh, like you're saying a minute ago you know there, there's you know there's nothing wrong with the seed you know right you know, the, the seed is, is god's gospel the seed is jesus christ and and you know, you know that is a a perfect seed and a perishable seed but you know the, the 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 problem comes when it you know when that seed you know lands on well you know some 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 ground is is more suitable than others you know you know like you know, and, and you know you, you being a farmer know that better than anybody but right yeah the ground the ground in the parable is you or the person you know god has sent his word to you and is the condition of you determines the way in which that the seed you know his word his truth either sprouts and grows and produces a crop a hundredfold or either it sprouts and withers away from no water because it had no roots or it's eaten by the birds which is satan or it's choked out by sin and other things in the in the pleasures of this world which would be the weeds and the thistles that's all i was saying was just that you know the the you know the the problem you know comes from the people themselves you know they they are the ones you know the the ground in this case you know representing the people but you know they are the ones that that do not um you know, seek after God and, 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 you know, that they're the ones in that ground was, it wasn't, um, wasn't, you know, right for that seed to be, to be, to, to germinate and to, and to produce fruit. Uh, and, you know, because, you know, the, the, you know, the, the condition of our heart is, is, is what it comes down to. You know, you know, some people, uh, you know, they, they think, you know, oh, I, I don't need God, you know, uh, you know, I, I can, I can, you know, do it all on my own. Uh, then there are other people that, you know, they're, you know, just, you know, desperately trying to find, you know, find some hope, some light, some guidance, some anything in this world to, 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 you know, to make sense in this world. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they readily, um, you know, accept, you know, accept Christ. And then still there are others who, who, you know, readily accept it first and then they don't get really plugged into a, to a church so that they don't get that, that, um, that support group that that you know we as Christians need. I mean, you, every person you know ne needs to have a some kind of a support group, especially when it comes to uh, you know, 
to, to our, our, our Christian life, you know, or, or, or you know, any kind of big change in our life, you know, where we don't, where we're having to kind of learn the ropes again. Um, and, and, and so, uh, you know, that, you know, some people that, you know, the people that, that don't get, you know, plugged into a church, they, they end up, you know, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just drying up and, and, uh, and, 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 and so, so the, you know, then that calls into question whether they truly understood what it meant, what it meant to be saved, whether, tr- whether they truly understood what, what, uh, what Christ did and, and who Christ is and was, um, and, 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 and you, you, you trying to, you know, get back to the, to the, the, the topic of, of, you know, what, you know, of being saved by grace through faith. Um, if we look at Acts 15 verses five through 11, uh, it says, but some, uh, but some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of, of Moses. Now I'll pause here for a moment. Uh, you know, th- 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 this was, you know, uh, uh, w- w- one of the early, you know, uh, you know, I guess councils or, uh, of the church, you know, where they're, you know, they're trying to, to decide, you know, what's, uh, what has to happen with the, um, you know, whether the, the, the Gentiles coming into the church, whether they have to first become a Jew and be circumcised and follow the laws of Moses, and then they can be, become a Christian, or if they can just come straight into being, you know, just being a Christian without having to go through the, all the rites and rituals of, of Judaism first. So back to, to, to Acts 15, starting in verse 6. Uh, the apostles and elders were gathered together to consider this matter. And after, uh, and after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that by mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test, placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that, yeah, but we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know I, I really like how, how you know, Paul puts it here, you know, and, 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 uh, in verse 10, you're talking about how, you know, you know, why, why are you putting, putting God to the test and placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we could even bear, you know, these, you know, the, the Pharisees, uh, uh, oftentimes they had this idea in their minds that, you know, oh, we're so righteous. We're, you know, so holier than thou kind of a thing. Uh, you know, we, we cling to every single rule, every law that God, ha- God ever did. And you know, we, you know, wash our hands before every meal and, you know, and, and after every meal and after every, I mean, there are all these things that they did. There were these works that they did to make themselves, you know, seem better than, and more righteous than other people, but they weren't better. They weren't more righteous. They were just legalistic. Uh, and, 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 you know, there's a time and a place to be legalistic, but, uh, in this case, I mean, good grief, like, uh, as we, as we can see, and as was clearly decided by the, the, the Jerusalem council, um, you know, Paul, uh, not Paul, Peter, you know, he, you know, Peter sums it up in verse 11, you know, we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. Um, you know, that, that, you know, so, so again, we see where grace, uh, you know, you know, through faith, um, you know, 
results in salvation. Uh, you know, you know th- th- there's no work that has to be done. Right. Yeah. I was going to say that going back to Romans three, you know, the idea that, you know, the law of Moses or the law of works, you know, you had to do all these things to uh, prove that you're righteous was the whole idea. And, and basically the whole old Testament, uh, because Jesus hadn't come yet. And then, so that's why I was saying, you know, you're not saved, uh, you know, by the law of works or by the law of Moses it says, you know, it's, it's by the law of faith, which is almost the new Testament law. And the idea being that the law of faith, you know, the, the, the law of Moses was pointing to, was to point out man's sin and his inability to ever meet the standards and the righteousness of God. And so, so the New Testament law of faith, the idea of pointing to Jesus and understanding that righteousness could be met now or in the present tense or after Jesus came and the law of faith, meaning that you know, the law is to have faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And that is how you get righteousness, just like how in Romans chapter four, talking about uh, was uh, was Abraham you know, righteous because of because of works or something. And it's, and it's basically talking about that he was he was righteous because he had faith and trust in the Lord and the Lord God counted that to him as righteousness. Right. So, you know, it's understanding that you know, what you're talking about, you know, they're worried about Old Testament law. And as we know, we can't be saved by the Old Testament law because that was just pointing out the sin. Right. You can only be saved by the law of faith, and that is the, like I said, faith and trust in Jesus Christ is the only, is the only way a man can be saved. And and, and, and you know, to to the point of of uh you know of you know, free will, you know, free choice. Yeah, you know, there, there's um you know, Matthew twenty three thirty seven. You know where Jesus is speaking here. He says, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered you uh, gathered your children together as a hen." gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing you know so you know, yeah that's you know, another you know, key passage that shows um i mean we have the choice we it's, it, the ball is in our court you know god sent his only son to us to be our the sacrifice for our sins and it all comes down like are you going to accept the free gift you know i mean that and so um that's, that's really it i mean you know the ball's in our court, and, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people drop the ball. All right, well, uh, you know, we're, we're get, getting kind of, you know, towards the, the end of the podcast here, but um, uh, I think uh, Aaron has, uh, you know, uh, w- uh, one or two more things he wants to, to mention, so I'll pass it back off to him real quick, and then we will, uh, then I'll, 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 I'll uh, close this out, and, uh, and, and we'll get on from there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, the whole idea of, uh, you know, ha- having putting your faith and, and trust in Jesus Christ and uh, and loving him and worshiping and giving him praise. And just like, you know, we do that because God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us. And so God showed, showed the ultimate love. And I would argue the fact that the entire Bible is uh, pointing towards God's love and his redemption and his mercy and his grace showed on everybody. And, um, and you know, what does God want? The question could be asked, you know, what does God want from us? And and, and the answer, like I, we've been mentioning the whole time and the whole Bible is, is telling you, Jesus said the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your might and uh, all your strength and, and so on and so forth. And that's the greatest commandment. So here's the idea, you know, the greatest thing, is love so here's a little analogy you know so how how does god get the most love out of you and um the calvinist reform viewpoint says that basically god gives you the ability or he makes you love him and worship him but let me ask you this you know i don't know if any of you are married have a wife husband girlfriend boyfriend your parent whoever you know in, in order to love you have to have free will you have to have the ability to choose because what is love if like for instance i'm married and i have a wife and um you know 
if I make her love me, um, do I get any love out of that? I mean, what what good is that to me? But the idea here is God wants us to turn from our wickedness, turn from our sin, turn from these things, and turn back to him. You know, through the whole Old Testament, he sent prophet after prophet after prophet, you know, wanting Israel to turn back from their, you know, the other idols and all these other things. And you know, it says that God is a jealous God. That means that God wants all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. And the only way he can get that, and the only way it is true and authentic, is if we have the free will to choose and to turn to him. So basically, I, you know, that's the biggest thing to talk about being saved by grace through faith and your faith is shown by putting your faith your trust your love your dependence your everything selling out uh for the gospel and, and for jesus christ and and uh I, we talk about it all the time or especially i've talked about in my closing statements talking about having a compassion and a and a will to seek lost people and uh I was I was reading through uh it was in Luke I I already stepped away from the Bible right this minute but talking about the the rich man and and Lazarus and you know the you know verse I'm talking about uh, Luke sixteen yeah Abraham's bosom yeah Luke sixteen like thirty something okay yeah if you know we, we talk about on they usually I close in the podcast reminding everybody about the compassion and the desire to reach lost people for the sake of of Jesus Christ and so, and so that they may not perish but have everlasting life in Him and uh, we we see. In Luke chapter 16, the uh, the rich man who's in Abraham's bosom, and you see he's crying out, you know, wanting to, you know, say if he'd go back and, and tell his brothers, the other people, you know, the, the, the pain and the torment he's ex- is experiencing in hell. And, and you know, he's told that, that uh, you know, they've already sent the prophets and, and uh, all these other people, and, and they still didn't listen. But the idea is that God loves the world so much that the reason, like, our main mission as Christians is to be pleading on God's behalf with our fellow man, you know, uh, showing God's love through us, you know, supposed to be Christ-like. And you see the greatest example of love, which was our Savior, Jesus Christ, who came and died and, you know, took all the pain, all the sin of the world and uh, was ridiculed and spat on and whipped and beat and died a painful death just for the, just for our sake and for not just for our sake, but for the whole world's sake. So the idea is that, um, you know, we should be seeking out lost people with urgency. And uh, I would encourage all of you to uh, continue to do whatever you're doing for the Lord. And I would encourage you to continue to grow as I hope you are from our podcast and from studying his word. And, um, you know, we just got to, you know, reach the lost people with urgency, just like the the rich man in Abraham's bosom. Yeah. He's crying out because he's already, he already has seen the other side and, and we shouldn't love God just for the simple fact that we're trying to avoid hell because God is so mighty and glorious and the creator of everything that even if we, he never sent his son to die on the cross for us, he's still worth all of our praise and, and honor and, and love because he just simply is, he's the, he is the creator. And so, but we must, since we are redeemed, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta seek out the lost people. All right, guys, uh, that, that brings us to the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this, uh, different, uh, kind of an episode. Uh, you know, please be sure to to uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, send us emails and 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 uh, you just let us know um, you know how you like it or, or not. Uh, and and you know, go go ahead and you know, start sending any emails now for our, for the you know the uh, the next um, the next special episode. Uh, you know, you know for, for for whatever the topic may be. You know, you know something in in uh, you know dealing with theology, something with apologetics, or even something in church history. And 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 you know, we can can really uh, try to uh, d- dig into that for you and, uh, and, and and try to help you understand as, as we learn how to understand it too. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, until, until the next week, uh, let's keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the all the more podcast. 
If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's allthemore with two O's dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.